1: Today we've got a really cool episode for you that we know you guys are going to love. It's about drag racing. We're going to talk about bracket racing, how to set the truck up with tires, suspension, power, and then how to get the experience you need to go have fun at the track. You don't need a 2,000 horsepower truck to go out to different events or maybe just go out on a test and tune night, something like that, and just want to have some fun. That's what this episode is going to be about. Before we get to it, though, we wanted to give you guys another shout out. You guys have made the Diesel Podcast the only truck-focused podcast in the top 10 on iTunes. And if you don't believe us, go on over to iTunes, go to Games and Hobbies, Automotive, and click Top Podcast. You guys, your passion, your excitement, the feedback that we get, the listens that you guys give us, that being in the top 10 is because of you, it's not because of us. So we wanted to thank you guys. We also got a couple iTunes reviews and a message that we want to tell you guys about. Is uh, we got one. Uh, this gentleman is a fan of Danny Voss, co the podcast. He said, "My boy Danny's back doing podcasts. Danny is a great asset. He comes up with cr- just awesome show ideas. The shop owners and the racers he knows. He, he he helps so much. And we know we got a lot of Duramax fans out there. Danny's a Duramax guy. I'm kind of the Cummins guy, but he's today's episode's because of Danny. So we wanted to thank him. We love working with him, having him on the podcast." We also got a message on Facebook from a new listener, and he was telling us about some guests that he wanted to hear from, and he hadn't gone through all of our episodes, but we've been doing these since January of 2016, and we've talked with pretty much everyone in the industry, and he was looking for a couple episodes of somebody we had on a couple times. So we want to encourage you guys, if you've just heard the podcast, you want to hear about Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, UCC events engine dynos tuning all that stuff we've got tons of guests on so just go to itunes the diesel podcast or you can go on youtube iheart radio soundcloud your, your favorite podcast app and you can search or you know scroll through the different podcasts that we've had to and we find guests that you've wanted to hear from or you can go to the dieselpodcast.com and what we've done is put all of our episodes on there and then put them in categories. So if you just want to listen to Cummins' podcast, you can. If you just want to hear about race trucks or just daily drivers, you can search all that. So it's the Dieselpodcast.com. All right, we're getting closer to starting the, the drag racing episode, but we wanted to thank two of our sponsors, Diesel World Magazine. You guys got to go to dieselworldmag.com. They have up-to-date write-ups as things happen and there's a really cool article they have about a six-seven power stroke going really fast with a stock motor and the perception out there is well you got to do billet rods and you got to build the engine first well these guys are doing some crazy things with it so go to dieselworldmag.com you can check that out and also ppi ppi we've got a big episode planned with Corey willis we're going to be talking about the three liter power stroke tuning it and that process for dialing in the tuning what the limits are tons of different things so stay tuned for that launching here pretty soon all right let's get to this drag racing podcast danny how are you doing today man
0: i'm doing great patrick we're doing it again
1: <laughs> i know that's uh this summer's going by a little bit a little bit too quick all the these events and races and everything else like we look forward to them all year and then before you know it like summer's halfway over
0: that's crazy. But that's why you need to get to the track, and you need to start putting your tires on the track and getting some time on.
1: And that's what we're going to talk about today, because we've had a lot of guys on who are drag racing and doing tons of you know like really cool things, whether they're dedicated race trucks or they're street trucks or in between. And a lot of the guys out there are like, well, how you know I got this power. How do I use it? How do I know... Where I should put my tire pressure? What is What are all these terms I hear you guys talking about on the podcast? You have an awesome guest for us today who's going to talk to us about his truck and how to drag race.
0: This guest, I had a chance to watch at the Byron Dragway recently when I did uh, some announcing out there. I've been announcing out there for the diesel drags. It's been a lot of fun. And I grew up at the Byron Dragway, basically. And being in the tower there and being able to... Um, Watch the whole event in the air conditioning was awesome really see <laughs> our guests perform and put on a hell of a show and i'd like to introduce him we've got dan zelton how you doing dan
1: pretty good how are you guys doing today awesome it's great to have you dan good to be on the show dandy's been telling me a lot about your truck and i wanted you to it's it's a beautiful truck but it's you've got a lot done to it and like kind of walk us through what uh what year make truck you got what's done to it
0: uh, it's an 07 GMC Classic. Uh, it's basically still a stock motor, stock head studs, stock gaskets. I mean, it's the internals is all it came from GM. Um, it's got an S475 over stock on it, XG60 over injectors, dual CP3s, built transmission, and then all the chassis setup.
1: Nice. I li- I'm starting to like this like stock Duramax engine. kind of trucks that are going really fast it's it's uh it's exciting you know to see what they can do without having to kind of open up the pocketbook per se and build a motor you know right off the bat you it got
0: your attention is that what you're trying to say
1: yeah it got my attention
0: (laughs) definitely wouldn't recommend turning them up as far as this one is because this is basically a ticking time bomb but it can be done (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> what power level would you? is it at or would you estimate that it's at?
0: It's never been on a dynamo, but we're guessing somewhere around 8, 850 at the tires.
1: Nice.
0: With the times that we've been doing, we put it in the horsepower calculator. There's calculators out there for to kind of figure out where you're at for horsepower-wise, what you're running the quarter mile, and we put it in there, and we're running the 8, 850 um, with the times we're running right now.
1: I know Danny's got a long list of questions. He's been really pumped about your truck, you know, when he saw it. And he's like, we've got to talk to Dan. We've got to talk to him about his setup. And there's a lot of people out there that are going to love hearing what he has to say and some tips and and, and tricks for, you know, hitting the, the track maybe for the first time or maybe the guys are just struggling with trying to get into the next, you know, time bracket or do something different. And there's a lot of knowledge that you have there. What you got, Danny?
0: I, what do I have? I've been waiting for this show for a long time. I've been waiting to talk to Dan. I've been super excited. He won three trophies that day at the Byron Dragway. And, that was um, definitely a good day. How do you go home with three trophies? That is crazy. But uh, consistency. That's the key, and you know, so you won most unique. You won fastest or second fastest GM. Was it? Correct. And you also won the bracket series final. Yeah, that was a tough one. When I looked up the scoreboard and saw him dialed in at 20.4, and I'm sitting at 11 warm going, "Um, can you guys drop my tree sometime soon? (laughs) You race my arch nemesis, Nick Nick Cannon. I've had him on the show before. Nick Cannon um, has a 1985 IDI. And he is a seasoned vet when it comes to drag racing. Like you said, it dialed in a 20-second quarter mile. And you're in, what, a 10, 11-second LBZ truck. Yeah, we are dialed in at 11-1 that day. Um, that way I could kind of pedal it on the big end or stay in it a little bit more if I needed to. Um, but, yeah, was, that was definitely a close race. Nick Cannon has been racing at the Byron Dragway for many years. He's a very, very great racer, avid racer. You went against the best that day that the area had, you know. And yeah. I, I lost to Nick last year in the Bracket Series Finals, and I ran my dial-in time. I dialed in a 1390 on the truck I was running, and I ran a 1390 and still lost to the kid. Yeah. He was right on the tree. I looked at the time slips, and, I mean, he was right on the tree. Um, I believe I was a little bit quicker on the tree than he was. Um, It was a double breakout, but I broke out a little less. Um, So that's the only reason why I got the win on that, and we were both pedaling it on the big end. I'm in the announcer booth, Patrick, and literally it felt like an eternity. Nick went down the track. He got, he went green, and I felt like I counted nine seconds, and then, boom, Dan gets the light, and he's sitting there spooling for a whole nine seconds, you know, trying to anticipate when it's going to come, and that is a very, very hard thing to do. That's why I personally think I lost. I lost at the tree to Nick, because I was, I'm one of those guys, I'm sitting there bouncing in the seat, waiting, 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 and uh, couldn't couldn't hang on like you did, so... I I really wanted to discuss what a double breakout is because a lot of people that day looked at each other and are like, huh? What's a double breakout and how does that even happen? Basically, you just run faster than what you say you're going to. Um, Basically, I dialed in 11.1. I ran 11.0. I think it was 11.098. So, just barely broke out but I did go under what I said I was going to run, and luckily so did he. Yep, so you went home with the win. You went home. How much money did you win, if you don't mind me asking? I think it was 180
1: Not for the bracket bad. race.
0: Not bad. It paid for my fuel to come down there. It was, I mean, I a win win. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing is we had a lot of fun, so. That's awesome. And a lot of people want to know you make it sound so easy you just pull it to the script with this lbz truck 60 overs dual fuelers and uh s475 over stock you make it sound like oh all you got to do is just build the trans curl that together and you're there well i've been i've been doing this with this truck for five years now it's trust me it hasn't been easy um we've I've been fortunate enough to race against some of the best in the country. We've raced NHRDA for three years and that is some of the stiffest competition I have ever been in, in my life. And that's what kind of got me to where it is today. Because I remember you telling me a story that you've been kicked out of the Byron's right way before for not having <laughs> a, a road kid, can you tell us that story? yeah we got we came down there the first year and the guy checking me in kind of looked at the truck saw the slicks on it um kind of looked at me and went how fast are you gonna run today and I just kind of got a grin on my face like, well we'll probably run 1190s 1170s something like that and we kept it turned down all day did the bracket race ended up red light in the first round um So we got kicked out of that, and I'm like, well, we'll go back and we'll turn it up and see what it can do, because I was hoping low 11s that day. So we we turned it up, and I don't know if there was oil or coolant or something right before the finish line, but we ran 11-2 sideways, basically. Um, we got into something out there, and apparently the guy that checked me in saw it, and he wasn't real thrilled.
1: <laughs> so he nicely
0: came up and told me not to come back until I got a cage in it, which I respected. I mean, it was it was definitely on the edge. If something bad would have happened, it probably wouldn't have been good for me. I wasn't as safe as I should have been in there. So, but now we're all set up. You you gotta you gotta dive into the cage though because this is not a normal cage I feel. This cage, um, I had a guy out of Stevens Point do it, uh, Furl craft. He does a lot of headers. Does. I mean, he does some phenomenal work there. Um, I got to give a shout out to him because, I mean, he made this truck safe, made the chassis rigid. Um, he knocked it out of the park. He put an 850 cert in this truck, um, reinforced the frame, kind of stiffened up the whole chassis. We redid all the shocks. Um, I mean, it, when I saw the truck the first time, it was incredible. Um, you can't really see any of the pipes standing on the side of the truck. Everything is really tight, all the A-pillars. It's tight against the roof. Um, it's not your, not your normal cage. So he, he did a real good job at that. Um, the bars that come through the back, he crossed all that, X the back, just to keep the chassis from flexing off the line so much, and that has made a drastic difference on my 60-foot. Definitely works.
1: <laughs> what kind of what kind of sixty foot times does it does the truck make
0: um last weekend we just went to the strip we just put nitrous on the truck just to help spool it um best to date is one forty eight
1: that's re- that's really quick <laughs> yeah
0: i was i was extremely happy before the nitrous it was one fifty two nice with the nitrous we're doing a progressive shot um it's an nX system with the maximizer five. So you can do a progressive shot. Um, we're doing about 60% right off the hit. And then about two seconds out, it's at 150 horse.
1: And one of the things that that, uh, that a lot of our listeners have been asking us, and it, it's come up like on, on Instagram or Facebook or even emails, is there's a lot of new people that are getting into diesel performance. And there's a, a drag strip near them. And I think most of us are used to just heads up you know whoever's faster wins but bracket racing is something that's really taken on a lot of new a lot of new people are getting into it and they want to use this power that they have whether it's you know just a tuner or they're going a little bit farther with injectors and turbo and maybe something like your truck what are, are kind of the basics of of bracket racing and how do you, you kind of dial in or know like hey my truck on this day it I'm probably going to run an 11.8 or I'm going to run a 13.2 or whatever it might be. How do you go through that process as a truck owner to figure out where your truck's the most consistent to be competitive in bracket racing?
0: Um, basically, I mean, what I do on mine is when we ran NHRDA, I ran the 11.90 index, and we were racing basically some of the worst conditions, but some of the best conditions. We were out in Colorado at the one race, and we're a mile up there.
1: Air quality
0: yeah. is crap. Um, I thought something was wrong with my truck. The thing wasn't school. <laughs> so it's just it comes down to what I do personally is I turn my truck all the way up, see what it can do, and then start backing the tune down until I kind of get where I need to be. Um, after driving this truck as long as I have, I basically know how much boost I need to leave up to get about where I need to be on what tune Um, my tuner has done a phenomenal job as far as setting a truck up with clean tunes efficient tunes and they always work the same Um, so it's just it's a matter of knowing your truck knowing your tunes going to the strip enough where you can run each tune and go through and see how fast you actually can go um, but it all comes down to that first 60 foot. That'll change your time drastically. What's the big difference that you've seen? Like, What's the worst day and what's the best day um, that your big tune will run? Um, the worst I've seen, I think, was 11.30s, 11.40s. The best I've ever run was actually last weekend when we, were, we sprayed to the 8th. Um, the truck ran a 10.86. So I was, I was doing backflips on that one. I was extremely happy with the equipment that I had that it would run that. And that was basically one of my worst 60 foots in a while because it spun real hard off the line. They just laid coolant down right in front of me, cleaned it up, and then I went down it, and it wasn't. There wasn't much traction.
1: That's the really interesting part about bracket racing is it's not. You know like there's so many other factors that can affect what your times are whether it's you know, like being in colorado on the side of a mountain where the air quality sucks or something with the track or you know maybe it's cooler temps out there and, and just getting the 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 traction you know if it's in the fall or early spring or something like that and just the the consistency of going like getting your truck out there and taking it and just learning how it responds to you know the tuning the turbo the suspension, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Air quality definitely has a big key in it. Just um, Texas is a great example. We were down there for the world finals. My truck all out in the tune I was in, the fastest it would run was 1194. By the time we got to the finals, we broke out because the air was actually so much better by the end of the day, the truck runs that much more efficient. Nothing else changed except for the air quality.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That's... I think
0: nine o'clock in the morning to about four o'clock at night or five o'clock at night, whenever the final was, it made that big of a difference in how the truck acted.
1: That that's a really good point. Like I I don't live far from Bandomere Speedway, and I'd go to test and tunes and you know I'd I'd be there at like five or six and it's ninety six degrees and the air you know sucks, and I'm running like twelve five or twelve sixes and then by 8 or 9 at night, it's like 12-0s, 12-1s, and nothing changed, just the temperature, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, and the thing I've noticed around by me in Wisconsin here, the later it gets, the more moisture sets on the track, and then you obviously don't get the traction anymore. And it gets real humid here at night, so the air quality also goes down and times normally aren't as
1: good. With the suspension itself, that's something I think may get overlooked in, in diesel performance. When guys are just getting into it and want to have fun at the track is we think, well, I just need fuel, I need tuning, I need a different turbo, I need a transmission. But if you could tell us what your experience has been with the suspension and how that's improved your times, maybe as much as a different tune or, you know, a different hard part. is Just getting that traction, getting that 60 foot time where you need it, what that does for, for your trap times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... The setup is huge. I had a guy come up to me this last weekend, and he was looking at my setup, and, oh, my buddy's got the same setup on his truck. He's eleven, twelve hundred 1,200 horse, but you run way harder than him. What are you doing different? I told him, I said, I'm probably 800 horse, and this thing probably runs harder than it because I've worked on the chassis so much in the setup. Um, I've been just fighting the 60-foot times, and that's all I focused on. Um, this truck is lowered drastically. Um, I mean, it, it basically looks like a crew cab half-ton truck. <laughs> um, it's it's one of the... You take the stickers off it, it would be a great sleeper. <laughs> Nobody would even know what it is. But it comes down to getting all your geometry right, getting your pinion angles right. Um, shock setup is huge. I went through a couple different sets of shocks until I found out what worked and even once you get the shocks on there, then every track you have to readjust them for the track conditions and it's it just takes time to learn your truck, learn what setup is
1: going to work best for you and the track conditions you're on. That's great advice. I think uh I think that's that's something that uh, can definitely be frustrating. When you take your truck out and you're like, okay, I I think I'm going to be at this, you know, this time. And you go out there and you're like, man, I just ran a, I got a 1860 foot. (laughs) Like, what's going on? And then you're like, well, I'm going to adjust the, you know, if you're running Caltrax or something, adjust those a little bit, maybe the tire pressure. And it's like, okay, well, now it's a 170. I I still need to get it down. And it's actually really fun to do that. It's not, I, I don't, I don't think it's frustrating. It's just so cool to make these little changes and see the improvement right there on something printed out, and then you get excited. And you're like, "All right, I want to go. I'm going to go back, you know, again and do it, and just find where that that sweet spot is." That is the,
0: that's the biggest thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a, a shock dyno, but I have a friend that does a lot of short track dirt track racing, and they literally dyno their suspension. They dyno their shocks, and they know what to expect for a setup, and mm-hmm they they figure that out they spend a lot of money doing it and for somebody to go out to the drag strip or compete at a high level with stock shocks, it just makes me kind of shake my head a little bit yeah it's we used to run ranchos on mine and that's when we first started drag racing this and this thing wheel hop and jump off the track almost and We went to different shocks and tried different things and different settings, and we finally got a setup that we're close with. I mean, we just started off this year with a brand new truck, basically, and had to start from scratch. And it's, what, middle of the year now, and we're close. So it it definitely takes a lot of time. You can't get frustrated with it. You can't give up on it. You just got to keep plugging away at it, watching videos, watch slow-mos, just get people to get good video of you launching or have somebody there watching. It takes time. Yeah, but you have all this time into your suspension, but you never have even talked to me about this much. And your LBZ is on a diet, on a slim, fat diet. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's light. Um, It's probably one of the lightest crew cabs out there. Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday um, from our shop and my truck's lighter than his regular cab short box so for a crew cab to be right around 6,000 pounds is I was really happy with what weight in it we're gonna post your picture of your truck of course on the episode here for the okay. banner and I want everybody to take note at your replacement windows can you tell us a little bit about what you've done there Oh man, I went to PRI this year, uh, was kind of shopping around, wanted to go to the Lexon back window at least, um, kind of shopping around, talked to some people about that, ended up meeting some guys from Optic Armor, and I'll tell you what, I have people that still this day do not believe that it's not glass, they have to come up and tap on the windows just to believe it. <laughs> that stuff has the factory curve, it looks factory, it doesn't have that glazed over look of the normal Lexon. It's, I mean, this stuff is incredible. What does that cost, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think just for the materials around 1500 bucks, which, in my opinion, isn't that bad um, for preformed windows. You have to cut them to size and then fit them in the holes. But at least it's all preformed. It's not flat, and it fits very, very well. And what do you think that shaved off weight-wise? Just in glass, we figured around 100 pounds, um, 80 to 100, somewhere in there. Because every, I mean, the windshield, the side windows, the back window, everything in this thing is Lexan from Optic Armor. It is gorgeous and beautiful. I just want to kind of display that to our listeners that when you take a look at this picture that we're going to post to really notice that because if you weren't paying attention you would have never noticed it like you said yeah it guys come up to me and ask why i don't roll my window down that um my windows do work in the front um i opted to take the motors and everything out of the back but just to save weight but my front ones are fully functional um you have to go with a little bit thicker electron to do that but you can have fully operational windows with this stuff. I mean, it's, it's incredible what they have done and how far they've come with what they've got. Um, the nice thing is you can use any cleaner on it. A lot of electrons, use window cleaner. You start clouding them up. And this stuff has scratch resistance in them. And you can use any cleaner you want on them. Wow, great, great to know that. I mean, it's very important. Because when you start getting down to it, like you've done, these little details become big things. Yeah, it's, it's the little things that make the big difference. Um, it's the things people don't see or don't even think about that would come down and make some of the biggest differences that I've seen. Um, my chassis guy is pointing some stuff out for some videos that I've sent him, and he told me to take a look at a couple things. We did that and made some changes, and it definitely helped us out. So it it definitely, it's the little overlooked things that can make a huge difference on 60 foot anything. It's just how it leaves and elapsed time all together. I know you're busy running your shop and whatnot, but what are some other little things that you can think of off the top of your head that would really play a, a role, you think? Well, one thing I've talked to a couple people at the track about is they all look at my front end. They wonder how this thing launches so smooth. Um, I have a kryptonite front end in this thing. Um, It's the biggest, beefiest steering suspension I've ever seen. Um, Went through, put all polyurethane bushings in the front end. uh, Basically made everything as rigid as possible. And you can put one hand on the wheel and drive this thing right down through the strip. It goes straight. It doesn't jerk the wheel out of your hand. It doesn't do anything like that that makes a huge difference. Um, these Duramaxes, they like doing the uh, tires like looking at each other. So you got to make sure you got good tie rods and <laughs> that's any link in there. Seems like any, every time I go to the trip, I see some Duramax out there with sleeves or anything on the tie rods and our tires are pointing at one another. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing I've seen with a lot of stock trucks that want to come out and play and have fun. Get tie rod sleeves on there. They're cheap. They're they're easy to install, and they will make a drastic difference on whether or not you can drive that truck home or not at the end of the day. Well, those are the people that I like to talk to because those are the guys that are just getting hooked into the sport and just getting hooked into the, I don't know, the addiction, I guess. And once they go to the track and they start getting that clap deal going on, like you're talking about, looking at each other, I like that, they, uh, they start their build from there. They start doing those little things. Starts with a set of tie rod sleeves, and then sometimes people just go full ridiculous after that. And that's what we're hoping for. I mean, you get hooked on it, and just, I mean, this started off, I slipped my transmission, and I'm like, well, I'll build it up. Well, I started looking at I'm like, well, for this much I can do a full build and don't ever have to worry about it slipping. Well, as soon as I did that, I called my tuner and went, well, i got a good transmission. Let's turn this thing off and started going to the track, had tire rod sleeves on, but I bent my center link. So then we put good steering stuff in and kept going faster and faster, and now it is what it is today. And just keep fixing the little issues as we go, and so far, so good. For a guy to bend your center link, that is definitely putting – some serious abuse on a truck. That is very impressive. I think uh, if you challenge somebody to go bend their center link, they'd have a hard time doing it. I was, I was trying to figure out what was going on, because the more passes we made, I kept hearing in the tires more and more in the front. Well, we got the sleeves on. We got everything. I don't understand what's going on. Went back with a tape measure, checked the toe end. It was three inches in, just sitting static. So we adjusted it and made it good enough to get it back home because then we still drove it to the track and got back home and held it up to another center link and sure enough it had a little bow in the middle of it. <laughs> but we were we were launching it quite hard. It was wheel hop, and that's when my chassis wasn't set up good and wheel hop wrecks things. Yeah, you got to learn the hard way. And that's when I was naive and I never lifted no matter what happened and you gotta get out of it when stuff like that happens. You wreck a lot of stuff otherwise.
1: See and I'm the dodge guy over here, like I'm still stuck on wait. My steering wheel's not supposed to <laughs> pull to the left and the right when I watch <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's straight axle problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like wait, it's it's not supposed to do that, it's supposed to go straight. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I will say this is one of the easiest trucks to drive um, down the strip as far as going straight. Um, everything else, there's, I mean, there's a few things going on, but it's not too bad yet. Um, it's just a matter of getting used to it and going through the same procedure every time.
1: Hearing about your truck and, and the process you went through it, what is so cool, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to gravitate towards, is you don't have to have an eight-second truck to have fun. Like no. You know, it doesn't matter, like, Danny had mentioned Nick Cannon running a 20-second quarter mile. I bet he has a ton of fun doing it. I bet at 11 seconds or 12 or 13, it appeals to everyone.
0: Oh, he can't, he won't stop smiling. He's got the hardware to prove it. He, the kid smiles ear to ear and is and very proud of that. It does not care. Yeah, I, I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this truck. I have built this truck from the ground up. Um, the only thing I did not do is the voltage. Um so I take a lot of pride in when people come up and give me compliments on this truck. Um, I've built the transmission. I've done everything to it so far. Um, when this winter we're hoping to start building the motor, I will be building that as well. And I I literally have built this truck from what it was to what it is now. And when we can win, it means, it means a lot. There's a lot of people out there that can buy their trucks and go out and race them and have a lot of fun, which that is awesome. I commend those people. As long as you're out there having fun, drag racing, it's a good time. I mean, just going out and hanging out with people, meeting new people, meeting other gearheads, it's it's a great time. Every track I go to, I always have fun.
1: That is what it's all about.
0: If you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Amen to that. And how can you not have a smile on your face going down a drag strip racing other gear? Yeah, like, it's just a blast. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people have never heard Dan Zelton, your name of course. But tell us a little bit about what you do up in Eagle River, Wisconsin and why you know so much about your trucks. Um, basically I mean I own and operate at Dan Service Center up here. Um, work on diesel vehicles. Mainly, I specialize in that. There's nobody up in the area that wants to work on diesels. I absolutely love working on them. This truck has gotten me the name that I have today. And it's word spread more through this state. Um, I've had people down in Madison that knew me just from talking to someone that talked to somebody else. and It's growing just because of this truck. I mean, I go to the drag strip and people know the truck as soon as I show up. Um, some of them don't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> especially sports cars, they, they, they're not fond of it. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I love working on diesels. I, I understand them for the most part, luckily. Um, but, yeah, I just like wrenching on cars. It's, luckily, it's a hobby that I have that I love to do, and I can get paid to do what I like to do, which is very fortunate. That's a huge plus. you got to love what you're doing. Patrick and I, we get a lot of messages about being in the diesel industry and how to start a business and how to start a shop and, you know, what to do and um, who to surround yourself with and the whole list of questions that come about. And I just think it's awesome. It's an awesome angle to look at your business and your truck to see what it's done for you. Taking you on a, a race circuit throughout the country, almost, and still building a name for yourself. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't easy to do. Um, everybody thinks it's rainbows and sunshine, but starting your own business, there's there's a lot of hiccups, there's a lot of wrestling, there's a lot of adversity to get through to do it. But it's definitely worth it in the long run. I've had a lot of fun doing it, luckily, um, and fortunately, I've been successful so far so racing wise and business wise so far
1: what are the next uh where are the next uh tracks or events that you're going to be taking the truck to uh
0: we actually are going to it's an event called off the hook at kakana it's their first no prep they've ever done um we're going to go to that for sure um for sure we're going to be going back to blackout days at byron in fall i think that's halloween weekend yep I believe that's when they always hold that. We'll be back down there again. It's it's always a fun event. There's a lot of trucks down there, um, a lot of nice people to meet. Um, Depends on how we do at this no prep here. Depends on how the truck acts, everything else. We might be going down to Outlaw Armageddon with it for the truck and SUV class. Um, Just to see how we compare to whoever shows up there and just go down and have some fun.
1: You mentioned being out here in Colorado and doing the NHRDA circuit and everything like that. Is it, do you almost have to sit back at the beginning of the year and go, I'm going to go to these races, like make a schedule, do all those things, or is it sort of, Man, I want to take the truck out this week. I think I'm going to do a road trip, or I think I'm going to do this. or Is it? Is it planned? or?
0: 90% of my schedule is planned. Um, some of them, all of a sudden, I hear of an event, and it's like, ooh, that'd be fun. Try to go to that. <laughs> um, one of my biggest things is, my wife, she's a um, where she works, it's hard for her to get off work, so we basically have to plan stuff two to four months ahead of time. Um, so I basically have to have my race schedule in plan. She is my rock as far as that goes. She's always at the track, doing videos, lining me up, making sure everything's right with the truck. Um, so she, if she's not there, it's hard for me to go somewhere and race. Um I I've never raced without her at the track, so she's always there making sure I'm in the truck right, everything's on, wipes the tires off when I come up through the burnout box. Um, and it's it's always the same procedure. So without man, her there Man, we we needed to have her on the show, not you man. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. She could probably tell you more. Well, you're <laughs> telling me it ain't no shame to drive this truck. Well, we wanna to talk to her, you know, we wanna to talk to the person that's putting this all together. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, she she does more than people think. Um, I mean, just down to the videos. I mean, that is m- more important than you can even think when you're trying to do little tweaks to the vehicle. Um, she's a huge asset. I mean, it, it definitely helps having somebody there all the time. You can rely on to do everything, um, and you know it's going to be done the way it needs to be done. And every event she's there, does her job, and we are fortunate enough on quite a few events that we come away very well on the events. Now you are just schmoozing her. You must really did something around the house. Um, <laughs> you're, you're kissing some serious butt, kissing your wife on all four cheeks. Well, yeah, you got to keep her happy so she keeps putting up with the racing. <laughs> the long hours <laughs> in the shop and everything, it's, it's, I mean, it's rough on stuff. So she puts up with a lot, so i got to give her credit there, too. That is a That's a that is a serious secret from behind the scenes, keeping the family happy. Yeah, it, it's people don't understand how much time you have to dedicate to a race program, and just I mean every event, the truck has to go on the lift, and there's so much stuff that has to be checked and gone through, and it's it's not simple. I mean it's not something where you just go out and race and then load it in the trailer and bring it back up the next event. It's, once you get to where I believe this truck is, I mean, there's so much stuff I want to check because if you're doing 120 mile an hour, something goes haywire because of a bolt loose, that's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> so we just, I go through everything after every race um, just to make sure everything's good. Um, and she puts up with it, so I, I got lucky there, I guess. Absolutely. I just love how you really today have focused, you've, you've brought up safety without bringing up safety so many times, and I think that it's such a huge part of setting the truck up to run and be consistent time and time again, and a lot of guys don't spend the time and money on the safety aspect of it. Well, I come from, I started racing back when I was 14 doing dirt track stuff, um, I've been in some bad accidents, I've seen a lot of bad accidents, so I know what can happen. Unfortunately, I've seen it firsthand. I've been in some, and you just, it kind of wakes you up a little bit and realizes that something bad could happen, you need to make sure you're at least safe if the worst does happen. And you just hope it doesn't. And being a pilot, that's what you have to do in racing, in life in general. You've got to, you know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Exactly. And it's a hard thing to bring up, but every time that, unfortunately, every time that somebody straps into one of these, it, I mean, it, you never know what could happen. So you just, you live life to the fullest, you have fun while you're doing it, and God forbid something does happen, hopefully you're protected enough where you can walk away.
1: Do you have a, you guys got a, like a Facebook or Instagram? Because I know people are going to be listening and say, I want to see this truck with these windows and the suspension and everything else.
0: <laughs> you ain't going to believe it. you got to see it in person, Patrick. <laughs> I was going to say, pictures don't do a lot of justice. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is just my name, Dan Zelton. Um, Instagram, I am, it's under Dan Duramax. Um, Not to be confused with Dan's Diesel Performance, Dan <laughs> Watts, or Dan Shelton, or any of the other dance in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few Dams out there, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to actually find it, but I don't have a actual race page or anything like that. I just do everything under my own name. Instagram, I don't post a lot of stuff. Um, Facebook, I haven't posted a lot this year just because of some of the events we're going to go to, but the cat's kind of out of the bag for the most part what it runs um but i just i don't publicly tell people at the track what it actually runs for the no prep reason
1: we'll make sure and tag you when we we post up on facebook and instagram and stuff so listeners can click over and and see and maybe you know catch some videos or see you at the track which is the best place so they can you know get their truck out there and start start uh, doing bracket racing or whatever it is they want to do just start using their trucks Absolutely.
0: I mean, you get to the track, you see what everybody else is doing, and then you can correct some of your issues also, or talk to somebody that has had that issue and can help you through it. The mm-hmm. so guys at these tracks are phenomenal people. They'll sit down, they'll talk to you, they'll tell you, hey, try this, do this. It, it's, a, it's a real good group of people normally at tracks. That's why I started going to the drag strip, and that's why I got into flying and drag racing and everything, because when you go to these events, when you go to these places, Everybody's away from their problems, everybody's having fun, and everybody's in this euphoric state of mind at the drag strip because they're doing what they love to do, and usually uh, they're in a great mood. Yeah, it's rare to find somebody in a bad mood unless something broke real bad or they're just having a bad day in general, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, how,
0: how can you be angry with a bunch of horsepower and loud cars? It's, it's like having there. <laughs>
1: well we appreciate your time and and your expertise dan and you got a really cool build and we want to want to chat with you again after you know you do the motor and take it out and you know see see where that truck's headed next
0: yeah we're it's gonna be a it's a work in progress is what i tell everybody it's this truck will never be done i'm sure (laughs) <laughs> We're always tweaking or tuning or doing something different to try to make it just a little bit faster and edge out the people that are at about the same level as this thing and it's it's hard to do. There's there's a lot of parts and pieces out there that people can do to these trucks. So Well Patrick, I appreciate you putting the show together today and I just want to switch it up on you and shift gears on you and say thank you, Diesel Nation Nation, for listening to us today and people between the ditches
1: (laughs) you can you can still you can still the the intro and the outro man anytime you want (laughs) done (laughs) awesome thanks again dan hey thanks for having me i appreciate it thanks dan have a great day you too don't forget diesel fans make sure and go to dieselworldmag.com get up-to-date information on what's going on in the diesel community races events and also ppi.com PPI has custom tuning for Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, anything from mild to wild. Daily driver, race truck, tuning transmissions, they do it all. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.